A lot of people, when you speak about 13, it's a a, a bad luck number. But you know, in God and in His promises and in His provision and in His Word and as new creations, number 13 is a blessed number. Number 12 is a blessed number. Number 14 is a blessed number. Everything that... Our lives revolve around through the grace and the mercy of God. The blessing of the Lord is upon it. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what the world thinks. We are new creations. We have a new mindset. We are not what we used to be. We don't think the way we used to think. We don't do the things that we used to do. I am a new creation. Hallelujah. And God's blessing and provision is upon my life, and it's upon your life as well. Praise the Lord. I want us quickly to turn to a scripture this morning, which the Lord just laid upon my heart. And that's amazing. I don't normally do this. In fact, I haven't done it before. But when I left the house, or about to leave the house... I felt that I should just go and grab some of my notes that uh, that I'd previously ministered on maybe a few years ago. I just I just had them and and uh, and and I brought them with me and I hadn't looked in them and uh, and we came in and we had our time together as leaders and I hadn't even looked into my notes, but I knew I had them with me when the word came that. Uh, I had to stand in for Pastor Philip and preach the word. And you know, without going through my notes, I didn't know what was there. The Lord dropped a scripture right into my spirit. And after we we have prayed, I want to just bring that scripture to you this morning. So let's just pray together, shall we? Father, I thank you for this brand new day. I thank you for the new opportunities. I thank you for the new blessings. I thank you for the new victories. I thank you for the new provision. I thank you for new healing. I thank you for new deliverance that there is available to us 
right now. And I thank you for the power of your word that is able to bring everything we need to pass and become a reality in our lives today. So Lord, and let your word find a lodging place, a resting place in each and every one of our hearts today. Lord, that the seed of your word will bring forth a harvest of good fruit, of good provision, of good blessing in each and every one of our lives today. I ask that you will anoint this word to our hearts. I ask that you will anoint my lips, that you will anoint my heart, that you will anoint my mind to deliver what I feel that you've laid on my heart this morning in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for the anointing upon each and every one of us here today. The anointing that fills the atmosphere. The anointing that brings glory and honor to you. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Well, have you had a wonderful Christmas? We've had an awesome time with the family. We've had an awesome time with, with many friends as well. And, uh, and also the, the lead up to Christmas with the different uh, uh, events that were happening in the church. I, I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. I love to hear the carols sung. I love to do Christmas shopping. I love to, to come in fellowship together, sing carols together, and I love to hear the ministry of the Word. I love this time of the year. You know, it's a wonderful season. I'm so glad to remind myself again that Jesus is the reason for the season. And I thank God for the season of new birth in my life. And Jesus is the reason for that. Hallelujah. But you know, new birth doesn't just happen on Christmas Day. New birth, new things, great things can happen in your life, in your family, in your future, and it can begin today. Can I hear an amen? There's a a scripture I want to uh, turn your attention to, and it's in Joshua chapter 5, chapter 3, and verse 5. I haven't got a long scripture, just a short scripture, but it's an amazing scripture, and I just want to bring it to your attention And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. In the King James Version it says this, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great things in your midst. The Lord will do wonders among you. The Lord will do great things in your midst. Your midst. You know, during the early hours of this morning, I always love to get up and just take time and just seek the Lord and just worship and just praise Him and just pray to Him and just seek His face for this day. Not just for this church, but also for the churches that we're connected to in Norwich, in Atlanta in 
Australia. We're connected to churches in India. And I pray for all these churches that God will be glorified, that God will do mighty things, that God will bring salvation, that He will bring healing, that He will bring great blessing to all the churches. And not just the churches that I've mentioned, but every church that's lifting up the name of the Lord, that's preaching the full gospel. We believe that today that God will do awesome things. And as I was reflecting, we're just about ready to go into a new year and to bring this old year to a close. You know, as we look through this year, this old year, you know, because of unprecedented things that have happened, there may be many of us that are dreading 2013 even to contemplate on what 2013 is going to bring forth. You know, there's, there's a problem with the banks. There's a problem with mortgages. You know, businesses are failing. Everything is very, very difficult at this time. There's stress in families. There is stress in relationships. There is stress between husband and wife, between children. You know... Everything that seems as though the whole earth is going through a very, very turbulent and difficult time. You know, but the Holy Spirit brought this scripture to my attention this morning. And Joshua speaks and addresses the people that they are just about ready to go across Jordan into the promised land. And the promised land is a place where God was going to, a place that God was going to give them. It was a place that God promised them right back there in Egypt. And he says, I'm going to bring you into a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And in the midst of everything, their environment, the the culture of Egypt and, and everything that was involved around their lives, personally they would probably think, well, how can this be? How is it possible that God could bring us into a land that's flowing with milk and honey? How he can bring us into great provision? But it was a promise of God and God is able to fulfill his promises. Not only was this a promise to the children of Israel, but we can take it to ourselves as a promise this morning, that God is going to bring us into our promised land. And you know, our promised land is a place where God wants to bless us, where God wants to sustain us, where God wants to, to, to add to our lives in such a way that we haven't experienced before. Even though we've experienced many, many of the promises of God, God's promises are always increasing. God's promises are always ever flowing out of his word to you and to me. And Joshua stands before the people, just as I'm standing before you today. And he says, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I want to ask you this morning, how many of you need the Lord here today? 
How many of you need the Lord to do a miracle? How many of you need the Lord to do a wonder in your life, in your family? My hand is up because whatever I need God to do, as I look back through my life, I have a testimony of God breaking through for me. I have a testimony of God providing for me. I have a testimony of God healing me. So as I look into 2013, I look into 2013 with great hope. I look into 2013 with great joy because knowing whatever will confront me, whatever the challenges are, God is going to be there. The presence of the Lord is going to be there in my life. And He's going to do wonders and miracles and great things for me. And I believe it. And I'm preaching this as a message to encourage you to receive that promise for yourself. The Lord will do great things for you. You need a miracle. You need a healing. You need a miracle in your business. You need a miracle in your finances. You know, nearly 40 years ago, the children of Israel were on the borders of the promised land. In fact, they came to a place called Kadesh Barnea. And they would have ended in had it not been because of unbelief. The major thing that's going to keep you from your promised land, from the promises of God being a reality in your life, is unbelief. You remember the story. God instructed Moses to choose 12 leaders from the tribes of Israel. And he sent them in to spy out Canaan. And the Bible says that they returned. And 10 of them came back with an evil report. They came back with impossibility thinking. They came back seeing giants. They came back seeing great walls. They came back with defeat in their hearts. And it's a serious thing when defeat gets into your heart because all hope goes, all faith goes, all peace goes right out of the door. But you know, the Bible says that there was two men, Joshua and Caleb. And they were men of a different heart. They were men of a different spirit. And they said to Moses, in front of all the tribes and all the ten other leaders of the tribes of Israel, and they said this, we are well able to go up and take this country. We are well able to possess all the land from Jordan to the sea. Even though the giants, even though the walls, even though there are hindrances, God will give us victory. God will give us victory. What a thought. What a thought. What a, what a, what a, a uh, Confession to make in the midst of all that had been already said. I want to 
I want to remind you this, that the world is constantly inflicting us with negativity. Constantly, through the media, pouring negativity into our, into our minds and into our lives. Trying to kill hope. Trying to kill grace. Trying to destroy our peace. But you know, we must have that spirit, that Joshua spirit. We must have that Caleb spirit that we are able to go up through the presence, through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon our lives in and in our lives. We are well able to go up and face anything that will be set before us in 2013. Can I hear an amen? You know, God had to wait for 40 years until all that generation had passed away. And Joshua brings through the 40 years that had elapsed a new generation up again to the borders of the promised land. And he speaks this scripture in their ears. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. You know, Joshua was accustomed to wonders. He was accustomed to the miracles that he had seen in, his, in the history of his life since he left Egypt. He had a testimony. And I thank God for testimony. Sometimes we have to lean on our testimony. Sometimes we have to take strength and take heart from past testimonies, from past visitations, from past interventions, from past miracles and provision of the Lord. You know, when I look back through my life, even when I look back through 2012, I see God's grace. I see God's mercy. I see God's miracles. What do you see? Come on. When you look back, what do you see? Do you see the giants? Do you see the walls? Do you see all the challenges that have been facing you? Or have you seen God's grace? Have you seen God's mercy? Have you seen God's miracles? I want to tell you this. You can see that in 2013 for your life and for your family. Not only for your family, but you can see it for this church. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Joshua saw all the wonders that God had did for them, the children of Israel, delivering them out of Egypt. He was one of those that crossed the Red Sea. He was one of those that camped at the foot of Mount Sinai and received the word of the Lord. He was one of those that saw the wonders of the manna. He was one of those that saw Moses smite the rock and water gushed forth out of the rock to satisfy the whole nation of Israel. And not just to satisfy them, but the Bible says that the rock followed them. That water supply, that well, that flow of living water followed Israel right up until They are at the borders of the promised land. I want to tell you this. David says that goodness and mercy shall follow me. 
I don't doubt that whatsoever. Goodness and mercy shall follow you too. That rock is Christ. That rock was Christ in the Old Testament, in the wilderness, through those difficult times, Christ was there as that living water. And I want to tell you this and remind you this, that Christ will be with you today. He will be with you tomorrow. He will be with you in, that, in the future, whatever you face. He is the living water. Hallelujah. He's not just the living water, but he's that living manna. He is that living bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I will feed you. And I don't know about you, but the Bible says in in, in John's gospel that he has fed us on the finest of the wheat. And you know as well as I do that wheat ground into flour and prepared and baked produces beautiful bread, produces the best kind of bread. I want to tell you this, that God has bread and provision for your future. He has bread and provision for your today, for you right now. How is this possible when all and everything that I'm going through, it's a promise. It's a promise. Don't let unbelief keep you back from the promises of God, but believe That God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or even think in Jesus' name. And it's according to his power that works within you. He saw the brazen serpent lifted up for the healing of the people. He had seen every man of the previous generation that came out of Egypt die according to the word of the Lord. And I want to ask you, in the face of all that's happening in your world, do you still believe in God? Have you committed yourself to believe in the Lord? This moment, this very moment, are you a believer? You know we can be here We can observe, we can listen, we can see everything that's happening. We can even go through all the motions week after week with our hands raised. But I want to ask you, do you believe? Are you a believer? Do you believe deep down in your heart, regardless of anything else? When everything else is shaking around us, the only thing that's going to hold you together The only thing that's going to hold the church together is faith in God. Faith in His Word. Faith in His promises. We must believe. I have to remind myself, Alan, are you a believer? You know, we try to plan our future. You know, we we look at our finances. We We look at the stuff that we have. And we think, yes, that's worth so much and that's worth so much if this happened or if that happened there is money enough there to see me through but you know the the moment we lean upon our own understanding the moment we lean upon our own strategies you know we begin to doubt the hand of the Lord working in and working out through our lives you know God is a blessing He is a blesser and he wants to bless you. 
You know, but when we try to do it in our own strength, we're going to fail miserably. But when we lean on the Lord and we believe His Word and we trust in what He has said, God will do wonders. He will do miracles in our lives, in our families. You know, Joshua knew that God was about to do a mighty thing. And if he was going to do a mighty thing, if he was going to do miracles, he was going to do it for a sanctified people. So he said, for every one of them to hear, sanctify, this is the word of the Lord, that Joshua was instructed to speak over the children of Israel. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. God, does God mean what he says? Is God a liar? Is this, is this word truth? Can we base our whole lives upon what God has already said? Can we believe that Everything that he said in this word can come or become a living reality in our lives. My hand is up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God does not need any preparation. He's always ready. He's always waiting to do wonders for you and for me and for his people. You know, when we pray... We are not preparing God, but when we pray, we are preparing ourselves. You know, prayer is the preparation of the heart of the one who prays. Prayer is the preparation. When we connect with God, when we connect in fellowship, you know, it is preparation time for God to start to work and to move in our lives. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus went back to Nazareth, to the village where he was born. The Bible says that the power of God was present there to heal, but because of unbelief, he could not do many miracles. I pray that would not be the case with anyone here this morning. That we were full of unbelief and when there's an opportunity for miracles to be experienced, to be a reality in our lives, that we cannot receive them because of unbelief. Even though Jesus was full of power, even though he was full of love, even though he was full of compassion, it was unbelief that restricted his hand from working in their lives, from touching their bodies from touching their families, for touching their future. Unbelief. You know, they could have touched his clothes, but they didn't. He was ready, but the people were not. You know, the Lord is amongst us here today. He's here to heal. He's here to work wonders. His power is here. But you know, healing flows out of His presence. 
flows out of his presence. That's why we love the presence of the Lord. That's why we need the presence of the Lord. Because everything we need flows out of his presence. You know, the Holy Spirit is saying to us today, as he has spoken even thousands of years ago, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. You know, God's tomorrows are not measured by calendar months. Tomorrow comes after the next second that you are living now. God's tomorrows of blessings are always waiting on our today of sanctification, on our today of believing, on our today of reaching out, on our today of trusting in His Word. That's the blessings that are waiting for us. What does sanctification mean? Very quickly, it has various meanings. You know, it's an old-fashioned Old Testament word. You know, in Thessalonians 4, verse 3, it says this. It's, it's God's will that we should be sanctified. Jesus prayed to his Father in John 17 and verse 20 for his disciples that they should be sanctified. And if Jesus prayed it for his disciples, then it was necessary. It was a desire of the Lord for his disciples to be sanctified. And I believe in the days that we're living in, that it's a desire of the Holy Spirit. It's a desire of the Lord for you and I to be sanctified. Sanctified through the truth of his word. Sanctified through the power of his word. Sanctified through having faith in his word. Paul says, be sanctified. You know, it is something that we have to do by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is God that tells us to do it. It's a command. But what does it mean? What does it actually mean? What is the root meaning of sanctification? The Hebrew word for sanctification is kodesh. It is used of things, of people belonging to God, separated from things that are profane to that which is holy, from the world to God, separated from something to somebody else. That's what Bible sanctification means. Separated from something to somebody. Not to something, but to somebody. Somebody else. It means also to set yourself apart to God from sin and from every appearance of evil. To, to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. To, to lay aside doubtful things, wrong things, questionable things. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying this to us today. He wants His people, His church to be sanctified as we begin the new year. If the Bible tells us to be sanctified, then we ought to be sanctified. It's through sanctification that the wonders that we need, that we so desperately need, are going to work out and be a living reality in our lives. 
You know, I've listed one or two things that we need to separate ourselves from. And one of the greatest enemies, one of the greatest hindrances that we need to separate ourselves from is fear. Is fear. We fear the future. Our lives are full of fear. We have a pain. We fear the worst. You know, something happens in the business world. We fear the worst. Something happens in our finances. We fear the worst. Something happens amongst family members. Come on. We fear the worst. We don't, we don't always fear the best. We always, why is it? We always fear the worst. That's why we need to be sanctified and renewed in our minds from that spirit of fear. You know, the Bible says that fear has torment. Fear will torment you. It's a spirit. It's a tormenting spirit. And do you know when that spirit wakes you up? In the middle of the night. When everybody's sleeping. When the whole household is asleep and at peace. The, the, that spirit of fear will wake you up and it will torment your mind. It will play on your mind. It will rob you of faith. It will rob you of hope. It will rob you of your peace. But you know when these attacks come. We can come against them through the word of the Lord, through the power of the word of the Lord, through speaking the word of the Lord, just like Jesus did to Satan in the wilderness when he was tempted of Satan. He said, it is written and we need to confess the word of the Lord. We need to speak the word of the Lord positively over our future, over our families, over our finances, over every difficulty. And it's something that we can do. Praise God. Separate yourself from fear. That holds you and binds you. When we are fearful, we're not faithful. You know, fear is the absence of faith. So let's be faithful. Let's be faith-filled. Separate yourselves from fear. Trust in the promises of God and experience His wonders, His miracles that are rightfully yours. They are rightfully yours. They have been destined for you. Separate yourself to receive them. Number two, separate yourself from disputes between somebody else. You know, some of the greatest things that happen in the church world is disputes which will divide, which will separate, not only in the church world, but also in families. Family disputes, family arguments, family situations that can bring divides and divisions and separation. I want to encourage you as you go into 2013, separate yourself from family disputes. Separate yourself from disputes that separate and divide husband from, you, from wife. Separate yourself from disputes that divide families. Children from parents. Parents from children. Separate yourselves from false accusations. Criticisms and complaining. Gossiping. Separate yourselves. They will only rob you. They will, they will only keep you back from all of God's provision. For your life. 
You know, Paul says that these things ought not to be among us, but we can sanctify ourselves. We can make a commitment. I'm going to separate myself, myself from fear. I'm going to separate myself from disputes, from the arguing, from all these things. And I'm going to walk in the word and in the provision of the Lord. I'm going to walk that sanctified life that the Lord wants me to walk. You know, God will in Psalm 133 verse 4, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. You know, it's there that he commands the blessing of the Lord. I want to tell you this. When you are walking in unity with your wife, when you are walking in unity with your husband, when you are walking in unity with the Lord, he will command the blessing of the Lord upon your life. It may be difficult. It may be a challenge. But through the power of the Spirit, you can walk in unity. You can walk in love. And God will command the blessing. Wow, isn't that awesome? The blessing commanded by God upon our lives. I could go on. What about habits? What about attitudes? We can separate ourselves from all these things. Thank God we can do it through the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed For us on Calvary. You know, but there are two sides to sanctification. To separate from one to God. Sanctify yourself to the Lord. What is it that you would like to see happen in your life or your family for every situation that is in your world? What is it? What is it? What is it? Yet you so desire that you want to see. You know, prayer sanctifies us. Fasting, we're now going to begin a church fast on January the 14th for 21 days. Fasting is another means of sanctifying us to see the wonders of the Lord, making that sacrifice. Fellowship, coming together in fellowship. The Bible says that Paul says that we're not to neglect the fellowship of God's people. Fellowship sanctifies you. Praise and worship will sanctify you. It will bring you closer to the glory of the Lord, seeking His face, not His hand. I don't just want to be an encouragement, but I want to be an inspiration. You know, we can encourage other people in the circles that revolve around us. And those people will just leave the same as when we first met them. But if we are an inspiration to them, they will leave differently. They will leave differently. And I want to be an inspiration. I want to be an encouragement. Yes. But I want greater than this. I want to be an inspiration. Joshua said to the people, we are well able to go up and possess 
the land. I want to tell you this and remind you of this as we stand together this morning. If the musicians would come to the platform as we just close out this first service this morning. I want to remind you this, to tell you this, that you can make it through 2013. Regardless of what may be the challenges, with God and you, you are a majority. You are a majority. You can face any difficulty. You can face any impossibility. You know, I have an eight. Since I've been over here, I had to purchase an AT&T SIM card. And uh, I purchased the, the SIM card and I put it in my phone. And when I switched the phone on, the first message that came from that SIM card was this. Rethink possibility. How many of you are with AT&T? Come on. Does it say rethink possibility? That is a message for 2013. Rethink possibility. Come on. Be reminded every time you switch your phone on. What Alan has said. Rethink. Don't think the way you used to think. Don't think negatively. Don't think it's impossible. Don't think that you're not going to make it. Don't think that there's no hope. Rethink possibility. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heartsease Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.